Marriage is one of the greatest gifts that Hashem gave us. Friendship, love, connection, but it doesn't just happen. Don't do it alone. Let's discuss how to create the marriage that you always wanted. I'm Alka Cleaver, and you're listening to Best Friends for Life. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to episode three on Best Friends for Life. I hope everybody had a beautiful Yom Tov, and thank you so much for tuning in again. And here we go. Today's topic, I hope, is one that you find meaningful and relevant. But even if initially you don't, or you find it even makes you uncomfortable, I'm challenging you to stick with it, because I think it's something that everybody could benefit from. Don't stop in the middle, try to make it to the end. And I'm so curious what your thoughts are. So you can, as always, share with me. I've been getting such awesome feedback, questions, comments. Please reach out. You can message me on my site, malkacleaver.com. And I'd love to hear if anybody has any feedback. Okay, so today we're going to be discussing what gets in the way of being vulnerable. Why is it so hard sometimes when I know I want to be vulnerable? I want to share. I want to connect. But I feel stuck. Or I feel not even stuck, but sometimes confused, overwhelmed, and reactive. We might not even be in touch with what we're feeling in the moment. But instead of being vulnerable, we might lash out. We might shut down and do those behaviors that we spoke about that are really not going to help us feel more closer to our husbands, but feel more distant. And I just want to reiterate again that I love this method of coaching because we focus here on getting underneath the struggle, not just minimizing the external behaviors. Because I can tell you from today until tomorrow that your reaction is not going to help your relationship, but you know that right? Any logical person understands that. But unfortunately, what happens is, is that we take upon ourselves to mitigate the external behaviors and we might even get it right for a while, but then a stronger emotion comes our way in different scenarios. And it makes it really hard to think, to have clarity or to even realize what's happening before it's all over. And before, unfortunately, we made a decision or a choice that now makes us feel distant and further apart. So today we're going to mention one of these really strong emotions that often gets in the way of connection in all relationships. But I'm going to, of course, bring it into marriage and hopefully make it very practical. So we're going to go back to the amazing research of Dr. Brené Brown. Because when Dr. Brown was researching vulnerability, she also researched an emotion called shame. Shame is a very popular term in our culture today as well, which is great because we're gaining more awareness, we're spreading that awareness, which will hopefully help more people learn how to deal with shame properly and effectively. And what Dr. Brown found in her research was that at the heart of invulnerability, of people pulling away from vulnerability, were people experiencing this emotion called shame. That was the main block to vulnerability. So what is shame and what does it mean? How does it manifest in relationships? Shame, as defined 
by Dr. Brown is the feeling of inadequacy. The voice in our head that tells us, I'm not good enough. Who do you think you are? And I'm going to add here any narrative, any tape that plays in your mind about any role that matters to you or any job or any position. It could be anything that is demeaning, that is shameful, that makes you feel inadequate. What kind of mother are you? What kind of wife are you? What kind of sister are you? What kind of daughter? What kind of Jew are you? That is shame talk. Okay, I just want to clarify. I'm referring to the negative aspect of shame. There is a positive aspect to shame that can actually propel a person to growth and self-improvement, but we're not going to touch on that today. Her research covers the negative aspect of shame. It's really all that she discusses. And that's what we're going to talk about because that's what gets in the way of being vulnerable. Okay? So any feeling of inadequacy that attacks my sense of self, right? It's not, I did something wrong. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that, which is guilt. It's, I am wrong. I am bad. Not, I messed up. I am a mess up. Ooh, that sounds really strong, right? But the reality is, is that this strong, uncomfortable feeling of inadequacy is felt by everyone. Everybody experiences shame. No matter how strong your sense of self is, it doesn't matter. It's an, it's an emotion. It's a human emotion. In fact, according to her research, the only people who don't experience shame are people who have no capacity for human connection. They have some serious psychopathology. That means if we're healthy, that we experience this strong emotion that makes us feel small sometimes. And this is the second part of shame that a lot of people don't know. It makes us feel inadequate to the point that we feel we're not good enough and therefore we're unworthy of connection. I did something, I made a mistake, or something is happening in my life that I have no control over and makes me feel awful inside. It can be struggling with Parnassa, struggling to have children, struggling with raising children, right? But instead of disassociating it with my sense of self, I make it about me, and therefore, I am no longer worthy of connection. It's a very powerful and strong emotion. So what is the natural reaction when a person experiences shame? To recluse themselves to hide, to escape, to busy themselves, to numb themselves, because it's a very powerful and awful emotion to feel because a human being by definition needs connection. We crave connection. We survive on connection. So if I feel so unworthy of connection because of who I am, that's an awful feeling. And it makes sense that what Dr. Brown found shame leads to are three things. It leads to feeling fear, blame, and disconnection, which makes sense because if my, one of my basic needs as a human, as a human being is to be connected and I feel unworthy of connection, then I'm going to be overcome with this feeling of fear. And again, it doesn't have to be so loud and pronounced. Many of us are not even aware when we experience fear because we are so quick to cover it up by busying ourselves, by doing something. We all have our coping mechanisms with fear, which we're going to talk about. Blame, that's a big one. Many people experience shame and they just discharge it onto other people by blaming. They find fault in others. And 
And then, of course, we disconnect because we feel unworthy. So in the context of marriage, you can see already how damaging this emotion is if it gets to us and it takes hold of us. Because we're all going to experience shame throughout life. Different things will trigger different people. And that's something we're going to learn to develop awareness about. And part of that awareness is recognizing when I experience shame, what else comes along with it? Do I feel fear? And as I mentioned before, we have so many different reactions to fear that it makes it so hard to recognize fear. Many women control when they feel fear. They, many people, not just women, they like to control their environment because it makes them feel safer. So do we get controlling? Or do we discharge that uncomfortable feeling and blame our husbands for something when really we're just going through a shame attack? And then the last result of shame is disconnection. And or do we just recluse ourselves and disconnect from our husbands emotionally and sometimes emotionally and physically? Do we just, we're not present. So we really want to be in touch with that. I want to give an example because I think it always helps hopefully make things clearer. So during one of my workshops, I decided to advertise initially that I was doing a workshop in person. And after a few variables that came up, it wasn't going to work in person and we had to switch it to Zoom. And I remember vividly that day when I made that decision. I was home. I was hanging out with my son and I was feeling down. I didn't know at the time that I was feeling shame, but I was feeling down. My husband walks in after a long day. Hey, how was your day? Big smile. And he's good. Great. I'm giving one word answers. Not my personality at all, right? Short to sweet to the point. How was your day? Good. Not asking much more. And he stood there, didn't say anything. And I felt this wedge between us. I felt the distance. And I realized what was happening. I was pulling away. I had pulled away because I was feeling shame. I was feeling awful about needing to go to plan B. The tapes in my head were, what kind of marriage coach are you? Why didn't you think about this before? And I realized it. And Baruch Hashem, it was a winning moment. Not all mine are. I'm human too. And I was able to pull myself out of it. And this is what we're going to talk about now is how we pull ourselves out of this wash of shame, which so badly wants us to wallow in this feeling of inadequacy and disconnect us from vulnerability. So what Dr. Brown found as the antidote to shame is empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and be with other people in their experience, whatever it is they're feeling and they're going through. And when you're on the receiving end of empathy, it's a very powerful experience. It makes you feel understood. It makes you feel gotten. And most importantly, that you're not alone. It really is the foundation of connection. But how do we get that when we're experiencing shame? Because shame pulls us away from empathy. Right? Like my example 
when my husband came home. I was feeling so down about myself that I wanted to disconnect. I didn't feel worthy of connection. How did I pull myself out of that? So Dr. Brown gives a great mushal, a great comparison. If you think of a dial on a radio or a stereo system, imagine that on one side of the dial, all the way turned to the right, you have shame. The feeling that I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy of connection, I'm in my own island. Again, either because I did something wrong or because something is happening in my life that's out of my control, but I'm making it about my sense of self and that I'm bad and I'm not worthy. And then all the way on the other side of the dial is empathy, the complete opposite of shame. Because when a person experiences empathy, they experience the complete opposite feeling of shame. They feel worthy, they feel they belong, and they feel connected. So what moves that dial? Take a lucky guess. Vulnerability. She says, imagine if you can switch that dial and turn it out of shame from the right to the left side. The driving force is going to be vulnerability. So the way that we get out of shame is by being vulnerable is by doing the very thing that we don't want to do, that we fear doing because we're afraid of our inadequacy. And it's really hard to be vulnerable in those moments because we're feeling down about ourselves. But if we can take one courageous step at a time and probably start with smaller moments of shame, the bigger the event, the closer to home, It's going to be harder. But if we can notice those moments where we start to recluse and start to move away because we're feeling shame and act with vulnerability and not cover it up our shame, not cover up our shame with blame or control, but really be honest and express what we're really going through. Even greater with our husband. But if not, you can always call a friend then we'll be able to move out of shame and we'll get that empathy and that shame wash will just wash over us and leave us alone and we'll be able to be back to a place of connection. And this is so powerful if you can do it in your marriage. Now, not everybody has the space and the place to do that yet in their marriage, depending on what it is that's triggering them to feel shame. If something in the context of the actual marriage is making you feel shame, it might be harder to bring it up. If it's something external, like a work issue, a family issue, so then hopefully you can turn to your husband and he can be there for you to help you feel compassion and empathy. But it is really important to work through this with somebody to get that empathy because we want to see ourselves without shame. We want to not resort to those behaviors that make us regret our our choices. And often that happens when we're having a shame attack. And to just bring this into marriage, of course, we often discharge our uncomfortable emotions on the people that are the closest to us, right? Because they're going to be there for us 
And that's where a lot of damage happens in marriage, where we might be feeling shame from external sources, but we bring that home and we discharge that in our relationship. And it totally takes away opportunities of vulnerability. But I want to take this another step. I hope this isn't too much for one episode. Because up until now, I've been mentioning shame based on a behavior that I did. But the truth is, shame can be experienced based on a context, based on a situation, having nothing to do with necessarily what I'm doing or what I didn't do on a role that I have. And the voice in my head in terms of the expectation of how I fill that role. What am I saying? Well, what was very cool is that what Dr. Brown found is that men and women alike both experience shame. They both do. But what was different is the contexts and the narratives that play in their head are are not the same. So for women, one of the main tapes that plays in a woman's head in terms of shame is that I have to do it perfectly and I have to be everything for everyone and do it with a smile. So that is a general subconscious or maybe for some of us a conscious thought process that we wear and we carry. It's a load that we have in our minds. And when we fall short of that, inevitably we experience shame. And this, I think, is extremely relevant to marriage. Because if I have to be perfect, number one, in my marriage and in my home life, and I have to be everything to everyone and do it with a smile, then there is no way I'm going to be able to live up to that. And there's no way I'm never never going to experience shame. Because no one can do it all. And no one can be it all for everyone. And we can't always have a smile on our face. Because we have hard days. And we're human. And as I've mentioned previously, one of the beautiful parts of marriage and one of the ways that we build emotional intimacy is by needing the other person. So if I have this strong narrative in my head that I have to do everything myself and I have to do it with a smile, then I'm missing out on depending on my husband. And when I do feel the need to need him and I want to reach for him, I'm going to feel shame. I'm going to feel inadequate. Why can't you do it all yourself? She can, right? That's when comparison comes in. What kind of wife are you? Those tapes... Those are damaging tapes. Those are shameful tapes. And they pull us away from vulnerability. Not only are we not then going to turn to our husband for help, but often that uncomfortable feeling will lead to, again, the fear, which when we get afraid, we might get controlling of our husbands. We might start blaming him for our stress level, for all the things that we're going through, even though he has no idea what we're going through because we were not vulnerable. And we might disconnect. It might be there, but like we said... We're not really there. So I want to give another example based on this situation. Let's say your husband went grocery shopping, stocked up, got lots of food, big shop. It was a big trip. He comes home, unpacks. Thank you so much. Okay, great. We have everything we need for the week. It's a hectic week ahead. So the next evening, you're preparing dinner and you go to the fridge to grab the chicken and you can't find any. There's none to be found. And you're so confused because you thought you had exactly what you needed. Can't find any. Of course, you can always just do a light, simple dinner. But 
for whatever reason, that night, you needed to make a nutritious, hearty dinner, and now you're stuck and you don't have the proper ingredients. So, and you can't leave your house. So you call your husband frantically and you tell him, I thought we had chicken, but I don't see any in the fridge. I know you're leaving work soon. Can you stop by the store? Sure, no problem. Okay. So he stops by the store. He comes home and you're in the kitchen and now you feel shame. You might not recognize it. You feel bad because now you made him go to the store again and dinner's getting delayed because you didn't start making it. He walks in, smile on his face, hands you the food. What should you say? What should your reaction be? What would you hope? You would want your reaction to be, thanks so much. I'm so sorry. I really appreciate it. You're the best. But in this scenario, you grab the bag, barely make eye contact, start ferociously moving around the kitchen, taking things out of the fridge, and maybe start, I don't know, ranting to him about something that he did that morning that annoyed you if you get critical when you experience fear. And in that moment, all that happened was you were human and you fell short of being perfect as a housewife or as your role and definition of what a housewife is. And you needed someone to come through for you and you reached out to your husband, which is awesome. And he did, which is awesome. However, because you had this image in your head, this, this not image, this narrative in your head, and you fell short of it, you're now experiencing shame. And it's pushing you away from your husband. So imagine if in that moment you can recognize your need to keep busy, your need to disconnect and not be present, and call yourself out on it, and stop, and turn to your husband and say thank you. And not just say thank you, but get empathy for that feeling of shame and say, I feel so inadequate. I feel so silly that I couldn't pull it together. I'm such a mess. How come I can't do it? Whatever it is that you feel, we all go through these feelings at certain points where we feel like we just don't have it together and let him be there for you. Let him cheer you on. It's okay, honey. You're doing the best you can. You're doing a great job. And if he doesn't know what to say, you can tell him at a different time. You can prepare him. We'll talk about that. He doesn't always have to know exactly what to say. But I'm sure he's going to want to be there for you. Because no one is perfect. We all don't do everything on our own. And we all need help. And that's the beautiful part of marriage. So when you notice that you're slipping into that mindset, of I need to do everything perfectly and I need to get it right and I need to be everything for everyone. Instead of going down that road and engaging in the behaviors that are so not productive for yourself and for the connection in your marriage, try to be vulnerable. Start. Do something vulnerable with him. Say thank you. And then I'm really feeling awful inside. I, I just need a hug. I need help. I need you to tell me that I'm, I'm really okay and it's okay that dinner's going to be late and you're not upset or even if he's not upset that you just want to know that you didn't fall short and that he gets it and that it doesn't feel good when you wanted to have everything ready and you didn't and it doesn't feel good 
That's empathy. And that's going to wash that shame away and accomplish two things. An amazing moment of connection in your marriage where your husband's able to be there for you and be supportive for you because you allowed him to, because you didn't push him away. And then you can continue doing what you're doing, knowing that the next time it comes, you'll recognize it, you'll own it, and you'll make a choice that will make you feel closer in your marriage. So let's make some brave choices, ladies, and really try to get in touch with this emotion. In one of my workshops, I spoke about shame at length because there's a lot more to unpack. And I was really impressed with this woman who messaged me after the workshop telling me how she noticed shame and the prevalence of it in her life. And I think this is impressive because many of us are not so aware of how directly impactful it is. So please re-listen if you need to. You can always reach out to me. I would love to schmooze. I offer a free one-on-one consultation if anybody wants to schmooze and get to know me better and see if it's a good fit to work together. When we work one-on-one, I really get to help you hone in on your own personal marriage and really give you the tools, the skills, and the awareness to be on your way to a more connected and loving marriage. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. As always, have a great day, have a great week, and happy marriages, ladies.